Welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast, where we discuss all things marketing, business, and mindset. I'm your host, Tanika. Let's get stuck into the episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you so much for returning for today's episode. I am excited to record this today. We're starting to get into the real practical side of things and we're talking about one of my favorites, which is web design. Um, It's a beautiful cloudy day here today. It's so hot at the moment. We're now in December and obviously I'm in Australia, so we have Christmas in December while it's summer Um, and I'm in Queensland as well. So our humidity is like 6,000% and thank goodness it's cloudy today because the rain is very welcomed when it's this kind of heat levels. Uh, And I'm sitting in my aircon office talking to you, which really I couldn't think of anything better. Um, So today I will first give you a bit of a background of my experience with web design. So I, as I mentioned when I introduced myself a few episodes ago, I have owned and managed and grown, been associated with a lot of different businesses. Um, And I therefore have used a lot of different methods to build websites. Um, I've have a lot of like mini qualifications. So I'm a Google partner, a Facebook partner, LinkedIn partner, Instagram partner. Uh, and you have to do like various little tests to be, to get those qualifications through the different platforms. Um, and I've also done a couple of courses in SEO. I've done courses in AdWords, obviously. Um, because when I was building my largest business at this point, uh, the firm that we grew was in a highly competitive industry. Um, And there's a lot of really great brands in that industry that have really smashed it when it comes to SEO. And so as a novice, I assumed too hard basket. I'm just going to focus on our paid marketing, dollar dollar out, dollar in type method, get our leads that way. And it worked. We spent a lot of money, but it, it absolutely worked. We, um, It was a viable business model. And then the industry started to get busier and the cost per lead was going up and it became no longer viable. And we were sort of at a make or break stage. I still had this opinion of SEO being sort of outdated and whatnot. Uh, And we made a choice to really invest in our SEO and it proved me wrong. And I'm so glad it did because I, thank goodness, gained a respect for web design and SEO in general. And I've learned a lot. And now I am a massive fan, obviously, of building your website properly. And if I could go back, I would tell myself to first and foremost, do a web design course and an SEO course to start with and begin there. And then once that foundation was laid, 
then move on to your paid marketing, which of course is super important. Your paid marketing is absolutely vital, but um, just to have that foundation there first. Uh, obviously, now we have that laid properly thanks to um, the experts that we have working with us on the team. Um, they're amazing. We outsource that now because the firm has obviously grown and uh, I am busy with this brand and they are fantastic at what they do. Um, and I have learned so much, so much from them. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to share that with you guys without you having to pay the thousands and thousands of dollars that we have paid as a company. <laughs> so let's get stuck into it. Um, I first wanted to address the various ways that you can build a website. Um, you, if you have spent any time looking into this whatsoever, or, you know, maybe you are a business owner and you still fall into this category, um, you'll know that there are plenty of uh, what do they call them? Like DIY website builders that sort of claim to just be drag and drop and, you know, you instantly have a website and it's so easy and la la la. So to name a few, there's Wix, there's Squarespace, um, Weebly, there's probably a whole bunch and millions of them. Um, and then I've obviously used quite a few e-commerce, um, platforms, Shopify, uh, WooCommerce, they're not as badly offending as the ones that I want to talk about, mainly sort of focusing on Wix and Squarespace as I believe they're the largest sort of brands that do this type of thing. Um, so anyway, your what this is intending is unless you are a micro business and you literally just need a website for, you know, a pause or just to book appointments, I think maybe that that would be an acceptable stage for you to be in to justify the cost. Um, obviously, Wix and Squarespace are a super duper cheap way to do it. Um, and if you're not planning to build an online business, you literally have brick and mortar business and you just need a tiny weeny little website, then I think that that's totally fine for you to do. Um, because the cost of actually getting a designer to do it or the cost of you maybe educating yourself to be able to have a fully working web site that you've done yourself um, may outweigh the necessity of it. So that, in my opinion, is the only time when it's acceptable to use Wix or Squarespace to host your website on. Um, the reason, there's a lot of reasons why I have this opinion. Um, and in my opinion, WordPress is the holy grail. Um, and I'm going to go through sort of reason by reason why I think that way. So building a website is like building a house. It takes a team of people and they all have specialty skills and they come together and they build it. Um, you need an engineer, a designer, a structural builder. Um, and when you build your website with platforms like Wix, you're essentially just trying to build the house all by yourself and it might end up looking okay, but it's not 
going to have all these structural parts to it and therefore it's going to have structural issues. Um, and then it's going to probably end up costing you more in the future when you realize like I had in the past that you're just going to have to hire a professional to do it anyway um, and actually get the job done properly. So the first reason, the first con of Wix or Squarespace is that uh, when you're DIYing it, you're not a professional web designer. And believe it or not, web design is actually a profession. <laughs> um, there's actually a really detailed process when you're creating a website, um, including user flows, CTAs, prototyping. Um, and when you use a website like a DIY site builder, you're likely not going to be designing it with good user experience. And that's going to diminish the user experience when you have visitors on your website. Uh, and ultimately, that's going to result in a loss of customers. So you're always also with that going to lose brand recognition and uniqueness because there's a lot of other customers all using the same website templates all over the internet. And, uh, you know, once you click around on Wix for, you know, 10 seconds, you can recognize those templates anywhere, like anywhere. <laughs> They're so obvious, especially uh, like Shopify is a really uh, – you like a really bad offender, I can spot a Shopify <laughs> website anywhere. And same with Squarespace as well. And I've really only spent minimal time on Squarespace. And it's just so obvious when you use those templates. Uh, okay, second reason is speed and security. So one of the most important parts of the website is the speed, the loading speed, um, and obviously the security because websites get hacked every day. Uh, having a fast website will one, increase your user engagement and two, help with search. Well, it's vital to search engine optimization. So Wix and other DIY site building websites host your website on a shared server. So all those hundreds of thousands of people that use Wix, you're all sharing that server together. And this obviously diminishes the speed of the website and it will result in a loss of customers. So you can probably next time you're using your phone uh, observe your your bouncing action so what i mean is if you click on a link and it takes more than three seconds to load i mean three seconds is a long time you'll flick off the site it's almost intuitive that you do that you probably don't even notice um, you just assume oh, it's not loading go back click another search result uh, having with Wix having, or with Squarespace or whatever, having this many people on a single server, it's really dangerous security-wise. Um, if someone was to hack one of the servers, it could literally pull down every single customer that's using that platform. Um, so thirdly is the fact that SEO is non-existent. Even though all of them <laughs> state that they have these SEO wizards and they sort of like take you through and you can build your own SEO out. It's just not the truth. Uh, that's obviously just to comfort people so that they think that their SEO is being done when in reality it's not. Um, it's also funny because the SEO optimization that they have on there literally takes like two minutes <laughs> and that's just not indicative whatsoever of what SEO, how much work it takes to properly 
uh, optimize your website for search engines. Um, it's, it's probably the single biggest problem is that the DIY website builders, they are not SEO friendly. Uh, search, in, search engine optimization is the act or the methodology of getting more visitors to your website from search engines like Google. Uh, it includes on-page optimization as well as off-page optimization. And both of these are really necessary and equally important for getting more traffic to your website. Um, Wix especially is known to have bad SEO because you're not in full control of the website. Uh, and to build a website with a good on-page SEO, you have to have access to the code and you have to be able to constantly monitor your website for potential SEO issues. So DIY website builders are widely known for having bad SEO because they are generated on the fly in a visual type of drag and drop editor. And this creates sort of an unneeded code and extra HTML, and that will absolutely hurt your rankings in the search engines. So if you are looking to gain traffic or conversions and more customers that you want on your website, think about hiring an actual web professional. Okay, next thing, limited pages. Oftentimes, these DIY site builders only offer a certain amount of pages unless you pay for a higher-end subscription. Um, Wix offers a single page on their lowest website plan, and this is just terrible in a lot of different ways. To put this in perspective, uh, one of our businesses has 250 websites, and each website has about 15 pages inside each website. So you're just never, ever going to be able to replicate that on a DIY platform. Um, where am I? Oh, yes. So to engage and sell customers, sell to customers, you must have an authoritative website with absolutely more than a single page. <laughs> um, I'm not talking about landing pages here, which that might be confusing. I I'll clear that up in another episode. Um, I'm talking about the entire website just being one page. Um, another con about having limited pages is that you're likely to get no visitors to your website. Uh, Google and other search engines love content and they penalize you if you have one page. Why? Because Google is, the reason Google works the way that it does is to make sure that pop-up businesses don't thrive. <laughs> that, essentially, that's it. That pop-up new businesses that have one page uh, are highly likely to be a scam or not be there for very long uh, or, you know, not be a legitimate business. So they penalize that. Um, okay. Next con is that they're flash-based. So most of it, especially Wix, are flash-based, flash being um, a dead technology essentially. Uh, flash is awful, awful, awful for SEO because it doesn't produce any crawlable content. Um, that I know that doesn't make a lot of sense maybe if you're kind of unfamiliar, but let me try to put it into layman's terms, um, let's, uh, SEO, sorry, Google has what are called spiders. And when it's 
in air quotes, crawling your website, it's looking for um, various sections of your website, it's looking for content, it's looking for keywords and all of that kind of jazz. If your website is built in Flash, which is kind of like, let's picture it as little, uh, like a bento box and inside there is nothing. It's just the sort of like outside squares. Um, the spiders aren't able to get inside there and read or look or feel any of that content. Um, and so that's why it's so poor for SEO. Uh, not only that, but a lot of uh, different computers and iPads, not iPads, but like uh, tablets and things, they just simply won't function flash whatsoever. Uh, and yeah, it's sort of like a dying out technology. Uh, and customers come across websites on Wix that have these ad banners up the top, which is like the single most ridiculous way to prove that you haven't spent the money or the investment or you don't care about your website is by the fact that some other company is advertising on your website. Um, super tacky. You just don't want that <laughs> on your website. Um, okay. Another con is that it's not unique. I think I sort of touched on that before. It has Wix on its own has 19 million users and 500 templates. So 500 sounds like a lot, but with 90 million users only using 500 templates, that's not a lot at all. You're going to, you might think that your website looks good, but it's, it's going to look like the next person's Wix website. And even like that, the 500 templates sort of look the same anyway. Like they've just changed colors and fonts and that's about it. You know, uh, it's like the same layout, uh, and frankly, if you want to stand out amongst your competitors to have good design, uh, you absolutely are not going to stand out with a Wix website. <laughs> um, the next con is that uh, they're optimizationless. So a successful website is constantly being optimized. You get rewarded in SEO. It's a vital part of a good SEO strategy. Uh, and you need to constantly be looking for ways to increase engagement using split testing and A-B testing and user flow testing. Uh, when you create a Wix website, you don't have the ability to do any of that. Um, the results is that you're going to have a static website that's not really growing or evolving and that can absolutely kill your business. Uh, and final con is that there's no way that you can migrate the site. So let's say that you list, you've listened to this podcast and you're like, yeah, no, she's right. I need to move away from Wix. Uh, and you're going to cancel your subscription. Unfortunately, you can't move your website anywhere else. You can't take that content that you've quote unquote created and move it to a different host. So before you sign up and spend countless hours trying to put together a Wix website, just remember that you're not going to be able to keep that website if you move anywhere else. So to conclude, I think I've sort of shown you that there are a plethora of cons when it comes to Wix uh, and building your own website. You might just not see any traffic of visitors uh, and it's likely the visitors are going to leave because the website has not been built 
enough uh, to instill trust in your company. So, you know, customers and consumers are smarter these days. We've all grown up being advertised to the hilt. We can sense when something isn't trustworthy uh, and it's so subconscious and you probably don't even notice yourself doing it, but you'll absolutely have thoughts of, uh, that looks dodgy. I can't really pick why, but it just does. Um, so yeah, that's my opinion on these DIY uh, websites. Don't worry, I've absolutely made the mistakes. So if you are in this division, then don't stress. There is a way out. So I'm going to go through some real basic web design concepts very quickly, not to bore you. Um, and I'm just going to go through the essential concepts and we can do some more in-depth um, stuff on a later episode. So you've got your building blocks. Uh, in order for a website to be live on the internet, basically there are three things that need to connect together. You need a domain name, which is your blah, blah, blah.com. And it needs to point to web hosting. And um, then you've got your WordPress, which is used to design the actual site. Uh, a domain name is like a phone number. So it's what you use to get in contact with you. Uh, the best places to buy domains is GoDaddy. There's a lot of other ones. Um, I very much like SiteGround. You can kind of do it all in one. Um, they also have this great model where if you purchase through them, you can use... Uh, you kind of get like a WordPress uh, activation for free. Well, not free. You've obviously paid for it, but it's like kind of just paying it all at once. Um, yeah, and then you can also, if you're, you can go to Google, uh, Google Workspaces. I think they've just rebranded from G Suite to Workspaces. So there's a few out there, but GoDaddy is obviously very, very easy and very well known. Um and then if you were to purchase through GoDaddy, then you've got to look at your web hosting. So there's lots of different types of web hosting. And it's depending on why you're making the website. And if you can answer the why, then that's going to determine what type of hosting that you should buy. Um, you can obviously start with a basic web hosting package and then sort of upgrade as your traffic increases. I, however, like to just get the fastest one first. <laughs> um, okay, so then if you've got all that set up, you've got your WordPress. So there's just multi, there's just lots of different ways um, to get where you want to go with WordPress. There's multiple ways to build a website. However, the best way is just to use WordPress. It's 100% free within inverted like commas. Obviously, there's costs along the way with different plugins and things. Um, and it's just, it's an open source website. So it's so easy to customize and you own it, which is very important. Um, you want to have a sandbox. So you want to be able to experiment and learn new web design skills without messing up your live website um, as it's set up. So you can set up your own domain and a bunch of sandbox, sandbox web, web oh my goodness, tongue-tied, <laughs> a bunch of sandbox WordPress installs so that you can play around. Um, yeah, and so once you've got your domain, it's been pointed to your web hosting and you've installed and configured WordPress, uh, that is the crux of it. Obviously, then we get to 
the really important part, which is your design. I'm going to do a branding podcast episode shortly and we're going to go through sort of like the basics of web design and just brand design. Uh, I think that that will actually be the next practical episode that I do in this series. Um, But I realized that this episode has just mainly been Wix hate. But I hope that you've gotten something from it. Um, We'll go through the basics of design soon. Uh, Yeah, that's all I have to say today. I hope you've gotten something again. And if you have enjoyed the podcast, I would love, love, love it if you could subscribe or follow if you're on Spotify. And if you could tell your friends, I'd love that. Thank you so much. I'll see you next time. Bye. If you got some value from today's episode, I would love it if you could screenshot wherever you're listening to it on and share it on your social media. If you're sharing it on Instagram, don't forget to tag me at cornerstoneprojects underscore. That's at cornerstoneprojects underscore. And don't forget to subscribe or follow so you don't miss next week's episode. Thanks a lot, guys. See you next time.